chip on the floor, man. Some neighbors were saying way too loud. That's only in the morning. Welcome in, everybody, to a brand new episode of the world-famous Loose Lug Nuts podcast, the NASCAR podcast by the average fan for the average fan. I'm Evan Roberts, joined alongside, as always, Thomas Dick. And Thomas, we were in New Hampshire this weekend, uh, two pretty solid races this weekend. Yeah, um, and all, all shook up in the standings. I don't know what happened. I'm disoriented like... Uh, it's like I'm an untethered tether ball, just went flying around. Like I thought I knew what was going to happen three weeks ago, and now I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, so we did have some uh, crazy finishes and some uh, unforeseen things that happened, and that is the beauty of NASCAR. Let's get into it with Saturday's Xfinity race at New Hampshire. No uh, PJ1 thrown down on the track beforehand. Yeah, where's the awesome sauce? Um yeah, they they talked about it, but they never talk about how they decide that they're going to do it. Like, I'm guessing they drove cars around and said, hey, the stuff we put down last year is still there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and it's, I don't know. The whole process confuses me. Yeah. Because well, they don't explain it. They just say, well, hey, yeah. we're not doing it. Yeah, we're just, hey, we threw it down. And then they yeah. mention it 400 times in the broadcast. But let's get into it. Stage one, Jeb Burton led the first 16 laps. He is passed by A.J. Allmendinger. And early on, it was the colleagues running one, two, three after the 17th lap. Yeah, 17 laps into it. I was like trophy hunting, hashtag trophy hunting. And I thought... Fist bump emoji. Yeah, fist bump emoji, hashtag trophy hunting. Yep. And then at the competition caution... Uh, it was Almondinger followed by uh, Justin Haley, Austin Sendrick, and Jeb Burton, but no leaders pit. And then we get to the restart, and this is where we see some excitement happen. Yeah, uh, lap 26 restart, <laughs> Riley Herbst, um, his playoff chances take a, a left-hand turn right to the wall. Um, <laughs> he uh, he rear-ended Brandon Jones, who had to stop because they're – the restart was bad. Like no one went, everyone thought people were going, but no one went. And then uh, like, Hey, we're behind you and we're going to go anyhow. Cause they can't tell. And uh, yeah, it was, it was sad, uh, but definitely Brandon Jones got worse of it than Herbst. Herbst got pretty lucky. Brandon Jones. Like I'm trying to recall any podcast ever where we mentioned them as, Hey, He's doing awesome. He's gonna win some race. He's just constantly been there in like tenth place. Yeah, like the whole season. He's always the guy whose name I read, but I'm, I don't think I've picked him to win a race. Yeah. So bad luck for him. He ended up finishing thirty eighth. He only got one point. Uh, he did go another uh, let's see seventy five ish laps. He went one hundred and two laps. He finished thirty eighth. He got one point. Sam Meyer finished thirty ninth. Did you see? Did you see the race report though? It says radiator, (laughs) which your radiator is going to go out when you rear end someone going seventy while they're going twenty. Yeah, I mean, so bad. That's why in demolition derbies, always drive backwards at cars. Yeah, 
Because if you it. drive forward, you're going to put a hole in your radiator. You're out of the demo derby. Even if it's a four car demolition derby, like we were subject to back in Ot 19. Yeah. So bad luck for Brandon Jones and Sam Meyer, but they, uh, Christopher Bell, who's someone on this podcast picked to win. Uh, he is coming in hot. Oh yeah. When you take the obvious choice guy, I would hope you'd get it right. Yeah, he is. He was, he was on it the whole race. I mean, spoiler alert, but he, he looked unstoppable. He passes Almendinger with two to go in the stage. He takes a valued playoff point from AJ Almendinger. Um, Kyle Weatherman comes in and do a corner a little too deep. He hits, uh, hits Tommy Joe Martins uh, and the stage ends under yellow. Uh, there was about a lap and a half left when that happened. So Christopher Bell came away with the stage one victory. AJ Allmendinger second, Harrison Burton third, Austin Sendrick fourth, and Daniel Hemrick fifth. Once we get to the stage pits, Harrison Burton dropped seven spots. Yeah, and I went back and tried to hear, and I'd never heard what happened. Maybe you had heard it. He has oh. slid too far into his. Oh, that is right. I remember that. Yeah, he, he had to back up. Otherwise, had he kept pitting, he would have got a penalty. Yep. So either way, he screwed the pooch on that one. Yep. And then oh, we... and that's the one where they went to the radio and they're like, hey, I remember you telling me this. And the crew chief's like, that's why I tell you. <laughs> I remember <laughs> that now. It's such a learning moment for the young buck who's moving up the cup yep. here soon. Well, then we saw Chase Elliott had a similar thing happen to him. Uh, yeah. In the pits as well on Sunday. But uh, Brandon Jones goes to the garage, uh, effectively ending his day, as we mentioned. And then uh, Christopher Bell just continues to run away with it. Austin Sendrick and Almondinger are chasing him. But then Almondinger starts fading near the second half of the stage. Yeah, he he is very adamant on the, uh, what do we call it? We call it a uh, walkie-talkie. Yeah. Is he on a walkie-talkie, CB? Um, yeah, he's like shepherd the lost sheep. Like, um, I got poor ride quality in the rear end. I got rear chatter and the crew chief kept saying, Hey, do this and do this and do that. And he's like, dude, nothing I do until you fix this. Yeah. Nothing's going to help. So, um, yeah, that's something next time they need to, I keep hearing about these notebooks. Um, like they're like, Hey, we don't have a notebook on this track. So if colleague has a new Hampshire notebook, Going to want to put that in there, something about rear chatter with A.J. Allmendinger for next year. Yep. That's how you build a notebook, put notes like that in it. So Christopher Bell wins stage two, followed by Austin Sendrick, Daniel Hemrick, A.J. Allmendinger, Justin Allgaier, uh, Justin Haley, uh, Barry, Harrison Burton, Gregson, and Jeb Burton round out the top ten. That's three Joe Gibbs racing guys, three JRM, three colleague, and one Penske. Yeah, I mean, that's like that – second stage you didn't see any like outliers it's like all the people you think are gonna be there were there um which is um it doesn't foreshadow the rest of the weekend you know as we'll see and then the final stage christopher bell just continues to dominate and dominate everybody runs in, uh, <laughs> runs fast in the 54 car except <laughs> Ty Dillon, man. Ty <laughs> Dillon. I wonder if it was while he was dominating, there was some good battles in the top 10. 
yeah, it was it was enjoyable watching. I mean, he didn't get shown on TV much, um, but the actual race was uh, pretty awesome. I thought uh, behind him, um, it was it was weird. Some people were calling the track like a really big Martinsville, but from what it looked like when Christopher Bell was driving, like it looked like a an oval road course because he yeah. was going in the corners deep and he was making turns that you would see and he's a very good road course driver so i saw it as a round road course if that makes sense without any right hand turns would you say he's so good that you'd call him a road course warrior uh i mean he's not in michael mcdowell's territory according to mike joy but uh yeah uh, with 52 laps to go, we get a yellow as Patrick Emerling goes into the wall after a right front tire goes down. Yeah. Um, and then we had Gregson into the wall. Well, was it the same incident? Gregson was into the wall with 44 to go. Oh, no, it was a different. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, we had to restart uh, with 45 to go. Bell chooses inside. Hemrick chooses outside. Doesn't matter. Bell was better. And on that one, Gregson gets in the wall with 44 to go, but he saves it. Like, I was waiting for yeah. a yellow to come out. No and, the, I mean, he hit it pretty hard. I was like, oh, here's another yellow. Let's yeah. take nine laps around. And the yellow never came back, and he kept running. Yeah, and then with 42 to go, it looked like Justin Allgaier would uh, be able to give Christopher Bell a run for his money. Yeah, he must add what we call short run speed because yeah. he's like, oh, my – I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be like – he was catching there was a couple other people behind catching and then uh they stopped catching him yeah. and it was like an unstoppable rebel force so christopher bell comes away with the win justin allgaier finished second daniel hamrick third austin Cendrick fourth the harrison burton fifth justin haley sixth while Mike snyder josh berry brett moffitt and riley herbst comes back to get a top 10 finish yeah, he it looked so awful because he, like I said, it wasn't just a hey, I bumped into the wall. He took a direct left turn into the wall. Um, but apparently, not much damage. Uh, his radiator didn't go like uh, Brandon Jones's radiator. So, yeah, not a bad result, but he, he was hoping to pick up a lot more points on Michael Annette, who was out of the race uh, due to his fractured. Tibia, look, tibia, I believe. Tibia, HIPAA violation. But uh, Joe Gibbs racing with a great race. They finished first, third, and fifth with Christopher Bell, Daniel Hemrick, and uh, Harrison Burton. Brandon Jones was really the only dud, as we mentioned before. He finished 38th, but not a bad day at all for JGR. Yeah, and then uh, they had demoted crew chief chris gale uh in the off season said hey we're sending you down to uh xfinity and we're gonna give you this 54 car and you're gonna have a different driver every race and he has done something with every single driver except ty dylan ty dylan he has gotten seven wins five from kyle bush one from ty gibbs one for christopher bell yeah and then uh colleague as we mentioned well, looked strong early on, but they faded a little bit. Uh, Justin Haley finishing sixth, uh, Jeb Burton 11th, and AJ Allmendinger 12th. Yep. Um, yeah, like it was promising early. Maybe they should have gone into the competition caution. <laughs> but uh, 
I, uh, I'm going to take these next two because I effed up one of the notes and I have the fix. Uh, first of all, Moffitt, second straight top 10 for our motorsports. Yeah. So he's had a really good run. Brandon Godovic, I put it was his first Xfinity start. It wasn't. <laughs> so nix that one. Uh, but he did finish 16th for Sam Hunt Racing. Sam Hunt, like sort of under the radar all year. The number 26 car is 21st in the owner standings using seven different drivers that's not bad that's pretty impressive and then uh kyle weatherman he ground out a, a 19th place finish and david Starr finishes in 20th in a car that looked like the whataburger car but was not yeah. it was vodkite which is a, a spiked energy drink yeah which or, hey, i or, thought those were illegal like i thought there was a wall that's why they don't have uh what was i looked following? at their twitter account and they have less followers than we do oh shit well yeah. you know maybe we should so maybe we could get on the ground with them as, but, a, as a sponsor like why would you infuse your coconut water coconut water with vodka i don't know. like why not just drink vodka i don't know or why not just drink weird combo um and I did like there's what that's why there's not that 99 locos or they or illegal, yeah they illegalized alcoholic energy drinks I thought uh, they dumbed it down a little bit uh, okay so as we look at the points that's enough alcohol talk both of our uh, parents listen hey did uh, speaking of Sam Hunt did they ever get it uh, they didn't that Texas thingy they were doing so I can buy some booze earlier on Sunday. What uh, happened? Boot, boot the band. What happened? Yeah. To boot the... That's when we got behind Sam Hunt is the boot the band. God, uh, we're talking about alcohol again. <laughs> so as we look at the point standings, no change in the top 10 spots of the playoff. Jeremy uh, Clements leapfrogs the idol Michael Annette for 11th place and leads Annette by 18 points. Riley Herbst now trails Annette by 32 points. Yeah, he was probably hoping to cut that down to 20 or 25, but uh, he's within striking distance if he gets some more finishes like he had. Um, and definitely, um, Michael Nett, get well soon. He's got to get back into his car, or it's going to be a very precarious next month. Yep, and luckily for him, we will have two weeks off uh, due to the Olympics, so hopefully he will be healthy and back in the number one car. As well, how, how is skateboarding and whatnot like uh in the olympics and not uh the the working man sport of of nascar i don't know something to look into i would think like all those communist countries would get behind red-blooded working drivers we'll have to send a letter to the ioc well we need to put money in an envelope when we send it <laughs> All right, let's look at Sunday's cup race, and it was pretty eventful uh, early on. Uh, whether... Well, uh, eventful or uneventful, it was a common, it was a uh, ironic combination of yeah. eventful and uneventful. So uh, they start the race. It is Kyle Busch leading the first five laps, and all of a sudden they're not even showing Bush; they're showing somebody else, and then immediately. <laughs> They go straight in. They just cut to Kyle Bush, and he is like into the wall. Martin Truex is into the wall, and at first I was just like, "What the hell is happening?" And then we see that it had been misting for two laps, so you really couldn't tell on the TV cameras. But they didn't call the race, and 
So your two best cars, essentially, Martin Truex and Kyle Busch, who are one and two, suffer heavy damage. Kyle Busch is done. And I I was just wanting Kyle Busch to go off. Like, if yeah, there's he, ever he a was, time where well, he it's, deserved it's so, to go off? Yeah, well, he deserved to go off. And the thing is, I think he's going to get a penalty as if he went off because he went and tapped the pe- uh, pit <laughs> car. Like, once you hit the pit car... You might as well go off at that point. Yeah, you might like as well send the dude out. Yeah, I uh and yeah, it didn't to me like it affected the race in so many different ways because Bush is out, Truex still in the race, but heavy damage. Um then Logano, he sort of cheats. <laughs> so he as a, a result of this, and he loses two laps. And even Denny Hamlin had some damage. Yeah. Um, so that I mean, that's four cars that you would say, hey, they might be able to win here, and now they can't. And the the crazy thing was, and it, this is where I give really good props to NBC because they interviewed Bush, Truex, Hamlin all right away, and then they were able to get a NASCAR official. Um, I forget his real title, but he was on there explaining why they didn't do it. I thought it was a really good explanation of everything. Um, it still doesn't excuse them, but I give them props for being transparent. Yeah, and what I will say, uh, uh, like, this is the first I wrote Dear NASCAR, and I wrote NASCAR in, like, like capital N, A-S-C-A-R, and then Microsoft Word, like, all the corrections you can make, like, it doesn't give actual NASCAR capital letters, like, like us NASCAR people wouldn't use Microsoft Word. It gives NASSAR, N-A-S-S-A-R, like the former uh, prime minister of Egypt or president of Egypt. Like I'm going to type his name before I type NASCAR. Come on. Yeah. (laughs) So anyhow, yeah, if they need some quarter spotters, we are free all year. Yeah. We just got to give two weeks. (laughs) No. But, I mean, that was the interesting thing is all the drivers, Truex said, you know, hey, it's misting, it's misting yeah. for two laps. And then I guess they didn't think it was heavy enough, but uh, it turns out it was heavy enough. Yeah, well, even Kyle said it was raining when the race started. Yeah. But, he, so, you know, it's hard to tell when he's yeah. – um, so, anyhow, they go so, back to yellow. Yeah, so it was red flag after eight laps, and then they go back to yellow, and that's where we learn about Logano, who um, – did some work on his car, but all they did is they picked some debris out of his engine. They get a two-lap penalty, and only five of the first 23 laps are green. Yeah, well, and this this not not that it would have mattered in this race, because spoiler alert, they don't get the 301 laps in. But my whole thing is I always thought they did a red so that you didn't burn an ass load of yellow flag laps. Yeah. Like because if you just kept it yellow you could just keep going around and around and around and around and around and around and they could add 70 laps in under yellow so i thought the whole reason you stop it is so you don't lose those laps well then they come back from the red flag and they run like 10 yellow flag laps yeah my guess no it was more than that because when did they uh they went went, green on 24 but they went they went red on like eight yeah so 15, you really ran 15 yellow flag laps. Well, my guess would be is that they were trying to spot to make sure there was no extra water on the track. 15 laps, though. Well, 
So we restart on lap 24. Chase Elliott and Kurt Busch are, are out front. Busch uh, takes the lead, and then Elliott regains the lead on lap 26. Yeah, but, uh, you know, it would have been funny. It would have been sort of funny because, um, like, Kyle Busch loaded up his stuff and went home. Yeah. If Kurt Busch, like, when he takes the lead, would have got on the walkie-talkie. Yeah. And just scream, we beat <laughs> we beat kyle how funny would that have been yeah well i did laugh when kyle was like talking to his crew chief and was like his crew chief was like trying to be like hey we can try to fix this and like we can run some laps and kyle bush is like f that i'm not driving around this track for two more hours just trying yeah. to be out of everybody's way yep but uh anthony alfredo spins out on lap 32 and this is where we see joey logano start to make his comeback as he gets one of his two laps back yep and then uh here's another one just like the uh xfinity race when gregson hit the wall we restart on lap 39 and that's cody ware spins yeah <laughs> um del jr didn't say it like mike joy but like he spun spun like i thought he did like a 720 360 something yeah. like that and it stayed green and at that same moment uh chase elliott gets by uh christopher bell and then we have some really good laps, about four, three or four laps of Chase Elliott and Ryan Blaney duking it out for uh, first place. Yep. And then Ryan Blaney gets past Elliott on lap 63. And you noted this. Uh, Dale Jr. was like called Blaney and Elliott teammates. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, it won't have anything to do with uh, today's Roush Fenway announcement that's coming. Yeah. But maybe blaney and elliot are teammates yeah but then he like corrected himself too because he was like oh no they're really good friends and doing all this stuff when they were battling i just yeah so maybe something's in the works maybe so, uh, rick Ware racing is gonna land two <laughs> great drivers for next year uh so ryan blaney ends up winning the stage he's followed by brad keselowski chase elliott kevin harvick tyler reddick christopher bell denny hamlin ross chastain matt de benedetto and kyle larson uh, during the stage pits, we see a huge swing as Kevin Harvick jumped three spots to take the lead. Hamlin up five spots to take second. It's 2020 all over again. Oh, gosh. We don't Hamlin and Harvick out front. Uh, yeah, Blaney dropped five spots uh, to sixth. He had a wheel gun malfunction. So he didn't. they weren't able to go. Rip, 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 yeah. rip. It probably just went. <laughs> Uh, then once we get to the restart, Kevin Harvick was flying, and he yeah. had a sizable lead. And uh, Hamlin spun the wheels; he went back to fourth, but Harvick was way out in front of everybody. Yeah, um, we're going to see that a lot this stage. Harvick, um, I mean, when you have that thingy, like some people try to play games when you have the 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 you're the restart pivot man, but he doesn't mess around he gets to that thing he is like f it yeah. and he just guns it and it worked out perfect um pretty much every time he did it and then uh 53 laps into the stage quinn Houff, not huff as dale jr called him wrecked by ryan newman who gets all the food sponsors <laughs> chris busher does it um yeah um they didn't really show what led up to that yeah like i was expecting them to go back and look and they didn't show they did show later where uh, uh, quinn uh sort of he used his damage side and made sure he gave 
yeah. Newman a little bump and say he didn't appreciate it. And I liked where Dale Jr. was like, I don't know if I would have thought about using the damage side, but that was a good move by Quinn. <laughs> yeah, you know, he hey, he said it uh, afterwards too. He's like, you know, I try to take care of the stuff, you know. Yeah. Cars don't grow on trees. No, especially when if they're dead, we'd both be racing. Yeah. Like I would go get one of them car trees. Yeah. So the uh, everybody comes into pit. The swings aren't as big. The most notable is Eric Amarola up three spots to fourth. Harvick and Hamlin are out front again. It's 2020 all over again. And Eric Amarola, Ooh. you up three spots to fourth. Yeah. Like when was the last time we mentioned him? I feel like maybe before the all-star race, he had a pretty good race. Yeah. I we think felt like was, he was coming on. I think we mentioned yeah. him coming on and I picked him as a dark horse once. So once I picked him as an outright winner and boy, he made me look like an idiot <laughs> both times. So once we get to restart, how the Harvick out front easily again, Hamlin with a little bit better start. He's in second. And then on lap 139, we see Bubba Wallace and Chris Buescher get into it. Yeah, they. it's funny. The announcers really wanted to blame. I think it was Dale Jr. really wanted to blame Chris Busher for it, even though he wasn't close. He's like, maybe Busher got into him. <laughs> and they, you could see from the two different thingies that Busher was like a sizable way away from him. What happened was uh, Wallace got out of whack because his front bumper made contact with Suarez's rear. And then he spins out and takes out Busher. Busher had nothing to do with it despite what the uh, announcers wanted to, to insinuate. Yeah. And then uh, Dale Jr. is really great at uh, shouting out sponsors. I, I, he, I Like, you get your money's worth when he does a race, like if you're a sponsor, because like he, the Quinn Hoff thingy, he talked about Permatex and the, how they'd been a longtime sponsor and like what races they'd sponsored in the past. And then when the Busher incident happened, he's like, oh, fast and all, long time, this, that, that. So you get your money's worth when he's in the in the booth. Yeah. And then on lap 145, we restart again. Harvick again with a great restart. Hamlin, not so great. Keselowski passes him and moves into second. And then we see on lap 46, Keselowski passes Harvick. Yeah, and he had an underrated paint scheme. Uh, I had seen it, and like, it looked really badass in the video but i didn't think it translate well to the track and it actually looked pretty sharp on the track now it looked better if it was a night race and if that blue was oh, glowing yeah. dark they, like had lights darker. at yeah. the track yeah also uh, yeah, well, keselowski we i feel like we hadn't said his name in a while that had been no but he is yeah he uh he was raring to go the fords were good raring to go yeah fords had a great day keselowski uh, won the stage, followed by Harvick, Blaney, Hamlin, Amarola in the top five. Elliot, Larson, Reddick, Chastain, and Kurt Busch uh, rounded out the top ten. Yeah, and it's at this point, like, I did they mention before the race? This is when I first realized that, like, a lot of the announcings seemed weird. And then it, it dawned on me, like, Dale Earnhardt Jr. is the play-by-play guy for this race. Yeah. Well, I noticed it for uh, during the Xfinity race, and I was like, why is Dale Jr. coming back from commercial every single time? But then I noticed that uh, it was NBC's quote-unquote racing team telecast, so no Rick Allen. It was just Steve Letarte, uh, Jeff Burton, and Dale Jr. in the booth. That seems like a really weird way of saying, yeah. hey, Rick Allen, we don't want to pay you this. <laughs> I thought, like, I thought... So I, don't know, were... I don't know if Rick Allen's, like, in Tokyo? or doing Yeah, like that's, that was my thought, or... is maybe he's going to the Olympics. 
or maybe he was owed a couple weeks vacation. I thought it sounded better than a better broadcast. Uh, I thought it sounded better than a regular broadcast. Yeah. I think Dale needs to learn pronunciations and that, but I think four people is too much. Like, yeah, they need one of them to jump in, like Larry Mack, like once every twenty minutes. They don't need four guys. Or they could do like I don't know if you watch a lot of golf on TV, but like Jim Nance when they do CBS coverage, like he brings everybody back from commercials, and then they have uh, Nick Faldo like talk, and then it's like yeah. the on course guys, and then it's like those three guys kind of talking, and then like. Jim Nance will like chime in every now and then, but it is weird that I didn't notice Rick Allen was gone until yeah. two stages. Well, two a race and a half was over. <laughs> so uh, as we get to the final stage, Keselowski barely holds off Har- Harvick coming out of pit road, um, and then Keselowski takes advantage of heriting the front spot. Hamlin has to repit, and this is this was a weird situation. A lug nut got behind the wheel. Yeah, I mean. But you could see that the tire changer was like trying to wave at him. But I, yeah, and he wasn't looking. Yeah. Maybe he was like thought he was saying hi. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was a. Uh, I mean, the damage was already sort of had him behind the eight ball, but he had worked back up to fourth place, so he was still yeah. wheeling it. But yeah, the well, only thing worse than a loose lug nut, I would think, is getting a lug nut behind the wheel. Yeah. Like, I don't even know how you go about that physically, but they did it. So good, good on them. And then, uh, so Keselowski's out front, but we start to see Ryan Blaney chasing him down. And then Blaney <laughs> slingshots past Brad Keselowski on lap 198. Yeah. And once again, uh, the Fords were had it going. Team Penske had it going. Uh, Keselowski bumps Blaney on lap 201, but he doesn't take the spot. Really good team etiquette. Yeah. You know? Even good if you may not be on the team next year, it's good to see them. To, yeah. See him uh, show that nice etiquette. And then this is where we kind of start to see um, it start to get dark. And we they start talking about no lights. So that starts coming in um, to play. But while it does get a little bit darker, we see some really good back and forth between Ryan Blaney and Brad Keselowski. And then we start to see Harvick hunt them down. Yeah, well, let's go back to the late start, the lights. Why, uh, like, do they not have a calendar and, like, um, astronomical maps and Loudon's the farthest east you're running? So it gets, even though you're in the eastern time zone, the sun goes down, like, 40 minutes sooner than somewhere on the far end of the time zone. Like the rain delay wasn't that long. I don't feel like. Was it a long rain delay? I feel like it wasn't Maybe like long. an hour or so. Yeah, it wasn't extraordinarily long. Like, why is the rain? I know they want to get the times set sort of close so people get yeah. used to. I'm going to watch my NASCAR at three. Yeah. Hopefully, you know Wilkesboro. Yeah. But like, you can make an exception when like a track doesn't have lights. I feel. Like, I feel like you could start that at noon. But, and in New Hampshire, it's not going to be really hot most times at noon in the summer. Just, it made no sense because it wasn't a long rain delay and you didn't get the freaking race in. Yeah. 
So Amarola passes Brad for a second on lap 237, and he is clearly the fastest car on the track. He starts chasing down Ryan Blaney and Darkness. Yeah, his crew chief was just constantly on the walkie-talkie. Um, just saying, you're the fastest car. You're the fastest car. Get after him. You're the and yeah. he was just talking him like he was leaving no doubt. Like, hey, you're the guy. Go balls out and catch these guys. Yeah. And then we see nine laps later on lap two forty six, Amarola gets the lead, and then we start to see some green flag pit stops on lap two forty nine. Keselowski went in a couple laps before Amarola. Amarola keeps the pseudo lead through the green flag cycle but keselowski just had really good short run speed and passes his own lap 254 yeah you're like it's gonna be uh like it's all coming down the house soon the lights go out like the light provided by god um because <laughs> it's getting dark out and and keselowski short run speed amarola long run speed like which run speed's gonna win this one out and then maddie d yeah, we said, the pseudo, we said the pseudo lead because yeah. Matty D did not pit for the longest time. I don't know if they thought that um, NASCAR was going to call it a little bit sooner because they kept saying, too, that it looked a lot lighter on TV than what it actually was at the track. So Matty D doesn't pit. He's actually in the lead by about 11, 10-ish seconds. Yeah, and what would have had to have happened, I think, is it would have had to get to about – because he pitted on lap like 275. Yeah. I think they said he could have went to 280. What he needed was to get to 270 and then have a, a crash yeah. and have it not restart. Because I think if they restarted, yeah, I think the way Amarola and Kozlowski are, they end up winning. He yeah. needed it to just go yellow and have the yellow be so long. They're like, we're not going to restart this. But I like the uh, tactic that they used. I mean, why not? play? Yeah, no, you know, it was really dark out. And NASCAR, yeah. they've already showed us earlier this year with that chris busher tire thingy and yeah. the, and the chase briscoe hood that could have taken <laughs> quinn house head off they don't mind putting quinn house life in danger yeah and you know hey you can't see outside but that's all right we don't want maddie d and wood brothers yeah. get their 100th win even though we made it we had an ice cream cake yeah we bought an ice cream cake and uh you know because i think he actually won because i think they should have thrown the yellow so we ate half of it today. Yeah. Probably getting eat the other half tomorrow. But so uh, we see Amarola pass Keselowski on lap 259. So he's quote unquote in the pseudo lead. He is the uh, top car. He is in second place behind Matty D, who is the only one that hadn't pit yet. Um, Christopher Bell comes rolling in behind uh, Amarola. Yeah. He's like, hey, I'm going for the two for. And this is where I thought they needed to put an end time on it. It was so weird that they're like, what we're going to do is when it's getting really dark, we're going to be like, hey, there's 10 laps to go. Because mm -hmm. to me, mentally, you're still sort of fixing the race if you do that. Whereas if you say, hey, this is when the sun's going down. We're going to end it 10 minutes before that at this time. You guys go yeah. balls out until you get there. Like, hey, you wouldn't have had Matty D do that yeah. little thingy because he would have known there was no way. And then you have a, like, because with Matty D was still uh, in the lead at this point. So if they would have said at 262, hey, <laughs> you know, Matty D's in the lead. Let's throw the, let's yeah. give him the, t it like, it's going to look fixed one way or the other. 
uh, but then the funny thing was, so Christopher Bell came charging, and they the crew chief for the spotter had mentioned something to it about it to Eric Amarola, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm just cruising right now. Like, do you really you want me to go balls to the wall now?" And they're like, "Uh, yes." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like everyone thought he was. Yeah, and so uh, Matty D pits on lap two seventy four with twenty seven laps to go. Amarola is leading by one point seven seconds. And uh, eight laps later, with 19 to go, Bell had cut it to 1.2 seconds. Yeah, that's when, uh, like, I was biting my fingernails, like, oh, my God, is Christopher Bell going to save this? And it was so weird, too, because one of the cars he was coming up on is Austin Dillon. And Austin Dillon does not want Eric Almirola to win this race. And it took him a while to get by, and he finally got him, but... Like, it would have been weird to see uh, Austin Dillon put him into the wall. <laughs> <laughs> but then, uh, so with 19 to go, NASCAR, it gives the uh, 10 laps to go. There would be no overtime attempts. It is just straight 10 laps left. And uh, Eric Amarola pulls off the upset in a dramatic fashion. Uh, first win for Amarola since Talladega in 2018. Also, his first non-super speedway restrictor plate win. Like, his wife is like, Eric, man, you suck. Get a non-restrictor plate win. And he went and got one. So, Yeah, so Eric Amarola comes away with the win, followed by Christopher Bell, Brad Keselowski third, Joey Logano, who, again, we mentioned had that two-lap penalty at the beginning of the race when we were in the red flag. He comes back all the way to finish fourth. What a great day for him. Didn't place in the top ten in stage one or stage two, but finishes fourth. Ryan Blaney fifth, Kevin Harvick sixth, Kyle Larson seventh, Ross Chastain eighth, Alex Bowman ninth, and Danny Hamlin tenth. Matty D finished 11th, and another notable finish, Martin Truex Jr., who suffered damage, uh, finished 12th. Yeah, and like I said, as I ate the ice cream cake today, I put an asterisk next to Matty D's 11th place finish. He was a winner in my book. So as we look at the playoff bubble, it is all shook up right now, and it's uh uh-oh for the Richard Childress Racing Boys. Yeah, um, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, we were given the, hey, here's who's in, here's who's out, and I recall I said, Austin Dillon and Tyler Reddick are fairly safe. Yeah. I was like, they might want some top fives, top tens down the stretch here. Yeah. Like at no point, like if you put a parlay down or a daily double on Kurt Busch in Atlanta, Eric Almarola at New Hampshire, yeah. you probably won $420,000 on like a $1 bet. Yeah. Um, cause we thought, you know, there might be some weird winners, but we thought they would come at one of the road courses or it would come at Daytona. And now they went from two in like they're, they're in to only one of them at this point will get in and they're separated by five points. Yeah. And so, so and we, we've been hard on Ganassi and Stuart Haas pretty much all season. Uh, but they're starting to come on. Yeah, and you know, their drivers, Kurt Busch and Eric Amarola, I wanted to say this, that's why I put in the notes, have pooped in RCR's punch bowl the last two weeks. Yeah. So, so and you know what would be a real M. Night Shyamalan like, plot twist? What's that? Is if either Ross Chastain or like Chase Briscoe wins one of these last five races, oh, yeah. 
like Ganassi would go from no cars in to two cars in and RCR would go from two cars in to no cars in. That'd be like, yeah. like when you find out that the little kid is dead, is the little kid dead or is Bruce Willis dead? I think Bruce Willis is dead because he claims that he can see dead people. I don't know. I, I didn't see. Yeah. That. So Bruce Willis is dead or the kid's dead. One of the two are dead. Yeah. It'd be like that kind of plot twist. Yeah. So 13 cars are locked in. Hamlin and Harvick are the top two drivers without a win. Uh, Harvick is 283 points clear. Uh, Harvick is 82 points clear. Reddick is Tyler Reddick's currently the last person in. He is five points ahead of his teammate, Austin Dillon. Yeah, so RCR will be going cloak and dagger mode around the shop the next few weeks. There's going to be no shared secrets. Um, And I think for the most part, everybody is going to go strictly trophy hunting mode the last four races. But that is a good point that you brought up with Chase Briscoe. Very good at the road courses. We got two more left in the regular season at Watkins Glen and then the Indianapolis road course. So what, and and like, anything can happen at Daytona. Yeah, and Ross Chastain has been running pretty good the last few weeks. And as much as you call him Recky's wheelhouse junior spin house, he's awfully good at uh, Daytona, as is so Bubba Wallace. really would be – curious to see if we have three different winners and you have the top point getter and Denny Hamlin not make it because he hasn't won a race. Ooh, that would be a plot twist. Yeah, that would be a real M. M. Night Shyamalan twist. So, yeah, and you left out like minutes after the race is over, they're putting fireworks off. How do you put off fireworks unless it's too dark to race out? Well, they shut off fireworks. Which goes back to my Maddie D. It goes back to my Maddie D oh, one. They right? shot fireworks off at the national anthem. You don't need to shoot fireworks off just at night. You're pissing money away if you do. That's fine. So Maddie D one. So that is New Hampshire. There was also another race. Yes. That we wanted to talk really about. good. Yeah. Ryan Priest ended up winning the Wheeland race. Yeah, it was race Saturday afternoon before the Xfinity race. Five unofficial because they only do lead changes when the lap is over there was five unofficial lead changes on the last lap just what an exciting finish if you like i like nascar evan likes nascar but go watch some other racing that that wheeland modified race was pretty pretty good and you know if people come to your track come watch them we gotta support local so two things you need to support Support your local polka band and support your local racetrack. Yeah. Get out and watch some wheeling modifieds. Get oh. out and watch some dirt racing. Get out and, you know, go watch SRX with the Elliots in the race instead of the Blaney's. Yeah. You know? So that's, <laughs> I think uh, we just wanted to mention that. If you can find the, if you could find the end of that race, you can find it. It's on social media. It's pretty badass ending to a race. So we will be off for two weeks well we won't be off but the nascar will be off for two weeks as we mentioned for the olympics loose lug nuts will not be taking those two weeks off we got some interviews uh lined up we'll also keep everybody in tune with the news friday we have a pretty good interview we'll catch everybody up on the news especially from today with the roush fenway um racing uh major announcement news and then we will uh, break down some other news that happens 
this week. And then we'll also have Jennifer Knopel, who is the Senior Director of Team Driver and Industry Communications up on Friday. And then we will have some more interviews, uh, just trying to get different insights uh, from different people around NASCAR that maybe you may not have heard of. So be on the lookout for those really excited um, about those coming up. So we'll still be on these next two weeks, even though there won't be any races. Yeah, you'll definitely want to hear the uh, Jennifer Canopel one. Very good stuff. And then next week, we got a really, really, really good one. So y'all come back now you're here. Yeah, so NASCAR's taking two weeks off. We aren't. Follow us on Twitter at Loose Lug Nuts Pod or on Instagram at Loose Lug Nuts Podcast for comments. I'm Evan. We will see you guys on Friday. I grew up in Texas where football was my game. Until that racing fever started burning in my brain Started running many stops when I was 13 And won a short track championship when I was just 16 I met a man named Harry Hyde, he built a car for me Sponsored by Granddaddy Hill and Strillin' Company We ran in five Grand Nationals when I was 17 my Talladega finish was the start of my big dream. Thank you for the ride, Harry High. And I'm glad I had Granddaddy on my side. You've given me my wings, now it's up to me to fly. Thank you for the ride, Harry High. say that lady luck has given me the brakes i must admit she smiled a bit but it's me that runs the race now you can't be a champion due to luck or circumstance i'll do the best i can for those who've given me the chance thank you for the ride